Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ballers Corner. We got myself, Jeff, we got Tony, we got Shay, and we got a special guest, but he's not really a special guest because he's one of the man them anyway. We got Grey in the building. What are you saying, bro? Come on, I'm good, man. How are you look? Good man, not too bad. So we live, we live. The season has just ended. Um Man City clutched it in the final what 20 minutes. What a way to clutch it, bro. What a way to do it. What a way to clutch it, bro. It looked like Coutinho and Gerard had done it for the old club, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. But he slipped again. Yeah, that's what I say. John let it slip again. He slipped again. again. (laughs) Hey, listen. Hey, bro, not of a lie, yeah. I was working during like literally like all of the games, bro. I think I finished work like just after uh, the second half had started, bro. No other lie, me and my guy were walking down flipping Shoreditch High Street, bro, watching the game. He had Liverpool on. I had um, I had the City game on. We're both walking down the street, bro. No other lie, we're walking down the street shouting and celebrating like we're both Liverpool City fans, bro. Like it's crazy, bro. Um, them ones, the vibes are just. I found myself watching them games and I don't even support any of them teams but it's like I had both on at the same time looking left, right, left, right, left, right that was the only way to do it man I was in church so you already know (laughs) how that went down so yeah man but um, we also had Burnley get relegated come on I I actually never thought I'm coming can't lie You you see this Burnley one yeah it's a personal one. I won't mention why, but it's a personal one. So I'm so happy that they're relegated. Mm. A few of us, I think. Oh, we, bro, 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 bro. just two, just through association for all of us. Burnley going down is happy, you know, because uh, is that is that because of like yeah, what, because of yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. when Sean Dash got sacked and everyone said, "How can Burnley sack?" I was like, "Get in!" When yeah, Burnley went down, I was like, "Get in." <laughs> Justice, justice for the people that know us, know me, know Gray, know Corel. Big justice, this bro. Personal. This one is personal. It's a personal one. The man, them. This one was for the lads, literally. <laughs> but these, these weren't the only two like kind of big things going on in the Premier League. We also had the top four race. Um, I think based on the final results, it wasn't really much of a race because um, you know Spurs kind of won resoundingly and. Even though Arsenal won, it wasn't enough. So I wanted to to touch on that because I mean, Arsenal had you know the whole season with you know seven eight gaps between each game, and I wanted to go through um, the list of managers in recent history who have had like that gap of no European football. So it's just you know the domestic cups in the Premier League, and we kind of go through and rank basically how well like each has done in their season their respective seasons and you know try to figure out who's the best 
who yeah who just had the best um season without any continental football so the managers we're going to be going through is um Brendan Rodgers in 13-14 for Liverpool Van Gaal in 14-15 for United Claudio Ranieri in 15-16 for Leicester I think we all remember that one Antonio Conte 16-17 for Chelsea Klopp also 16-17 Liverpool and this season's Arteta Ranieri um, well you just got straight in straight in there I'm listening it's between um, Ranieri and Conte why Conte, yeah. uh, the reason why I think Conte kind of edged it though is because um, the complete switch up he tried to go the 4-2-3-1 at the start of the season honour you know what Mourinho had left behind and because Chelsea that's what Chelsea were used to playing and it wasn't really going well and it comes to like October I think Chelsea like 6th or 7th in the league and he's like this is not working we're going to do it my way and bro, the way Chelsea patterned up after that, I think you guys went on like a 12-match winning streak or something like that? 12-13, something like that, yeah. Yeah, to go top of the table. Insane. Leicester's when everyone says, yeah, 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 you know, fairy tale. Mm, we'll get to that another time. But for me personally, it's Conte, man. Conte 60-17. I mean, didn't you... You broke, at the time, the PL points. Uh, no, you didn't. No, you was two points off. No, I didn't break that. But no. we had a crazy, like, kind of win streak, which had, I believe, set records. I'm not sure if it was club records or Premier League records. Shay, Gray, do you, do you agree? Do you think it's um, Conte season? Because I, I don't personally. I don't. I don't personally. Personally, I'd think... i say Leicester, and it's only off of the fact that, like, it's the team that Claud- Claudio, Ren- Claudio Ranieri had for one, and two, the, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, everyone just kind of expected Leicester to just kind of fuck up eventually, and they just didn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for him to be able to bring that consistency out of the team like Leicester, who, I think the season before, I think they were fighting relegation, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they were. were, Do you know what I'm saying, bro? That's that's more impressive to me than... um, than uh, Conte is because Conte he's a serial winner in a sense that he goes places and wins things and like he's got his like uh, what's the word then so to speak the managerial prowess then to get me where yeah. whereas Ranieri yeah he's like he's well decorated and whatever but the lesser team that he had to take that to where he's ta- he's taken them and flipping out bro where's Morgan's a fucking Premier League winner bro <laughs> do you get what I'm saying like, that's crazy to me so for me it's Ranieri still, personally. Uh, for me, I actually agree with Tony. Like, the top two, for me, they're joint first. But for me, Conte does edge it because, honestly, the things that I saw from that Chelsea side was absolutely crazy. Already 93 points is a lot. Then I think there was a point they went on, yeah, the unbeaten, the winning streak that they went on. And there was a point as well before that they went six, I think it was six games without conceding a goal. So the things that we saw from this Chelsea side, the way he switched up his formation, they 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 destroyed that league. They actually destroyed the league. So Conte, he edges it for me. And yeah, Le- Leicester was a freak season. But for me, I really, I really feel like 
they should never have been in that place in the f- in the first place. Just because I think just everyone around him was so poor. Just to add on what Bray said as well, I think Leicester's gain was Tottenham and Arsenal's loss. Yeah, um, 100%. Arsenal, 100%. 100%. Especially when Arsenal won the game at Emirates with Danny Welbeck's winning goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal right. really, 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 really right. should have closed that season off and won it. And if you consider Valentine's Chelsea day. as well, Chelsea finished 10th that year for some strange reason. City were off the mark. City, you know, um, finished top four by a point, no, on goal difference to Van Gaal's Man United. Do you know what I mean? So everyone was off the pace. And then, you know, Spurs being Spurs again, once Spurs were like top of the table with like four games to go and they still bought it. So it really was just Leicester's, Leicester's gain was the, those clubs was, was lost. Especially if you look at Leicester's, I remember Leicester's form at the end of the season where, you know, everyone was predicted for them to fail, just like Shea said. It was because they actually asked in the Arsenal game, they hit bad form. They, the thing, weird thing about Leicester was, right, they stopped, they stopped playing well and they were being dominated in games, but they still edged through 1-0. Um, I think the fact that Claudio's two, like his his block, his double block for four thing kind of just worked out for him. There was a game at Old Trafford, May United played Leicester, right? Marshall scored the opening and it, it finished 1-1. And I was just like, this Leicester team aren't good. Yeah, I remember that. My United weren't good. United should have won that game. But for some reason, they just didn't lose. And you know what? Fair play to Ranieri for, for making them difficult to beat. But when you look, when you compare it to Conte's Chelsea, Chelsea blew everyone away. <laughs> like, you know, was... why, you know why I'm hearing the Conte shot? The reason why I'm hearing the Conte shot for sure, yeah, is because mm. after that Conte season, the three, the three at the back became more of an acceptable thing, so to speak, in the Prem. It wasn't right. really a thing you'd see from a top six team, top four team. Well, well, it wasn't really... Well, Van Van Hull, Van Hull one man tried it, yeah. One man tried it. It was Van Hal. Oh. Do you know what I mean? You should remember of all places, Shay. They didn't... No, no. Uh, Black in there, turn up to Emirates and. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, we're not trying to, we're not, we're not having that conversation today, Tony. We're not having that conversation today. We're talking about fucking managers, mate. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Nah, but honestly, oh, Conte, Conte blew everyone away. My United beach out. My United four 0 at Stamford Bridge. Pedro and was it Pedro Kante and and whoever within the first two minutes. Man United were three 0 down. Like uh, the Emirates, not Emirates, the Etihad. Sorry, Chelsea at the Etihad as well. Mate, what a go- what a game! <laughs> like blown away. Pep Guardiola's Man City three one at home. Yeah, he, they were Chelsea. Chelsea were by far the best team in the, in the country. Whereas Leicester were weren't the best team in the country, but they kind of made it over the line. Whereas Chelsea, no one could get near him. And everyone says Leicester that team. Where's Morgan? Yeah, Premier League. Yo, Chelsea did with Victor Moses, man. Victor Moses came out of the came out of the abyss to come play our right wing back. How did Conte look at this man in training and said, "Yeah, you can be right wing back for me." And, and then Moses is looking at the, one of the best wing backs in the country. Like, Crazy. <laughs> that, that, season, that season needs to be examined. It was it was breathtaking stuff to watch. Let me see. No, I, I fully hear what you lot are saying, and as a Chelsea fan, this is just bringing back great memories. Like I've got a smile on my face right now. But I think just based off the fact that. Leicester were literally fighting relegation a season before. And then the next season it is a complete turnaround and they win the league. Everyone's doubting them. Everyone's doubting them. They continue going. And Tony, as you said, they weren't even playing well. But I think that's kind of what makes it a bit more impressive because a sign of like champions is when you're not playing well, but you can still grind out these results and kind of keep pushing. Whereas, you know... um, that happens to another team and, you know, they go on a bad run of form. I just think what Ranieri did that season with the players at his 
disposal, Christian Fuchs and Wes Morgan and Danny Drinkwater. Like, it, it is crazy. None, none of that Leicester side, if you kind of spoke about um, at the beginning of the season, that season, you would have put into, you know, one of the best, best 11 of the season. Maybe Mahrez would have made a bench at stretch, but it's like... Kante, no. Oh, can, oh, to be honest, Kante, yeah. But, Come on, bro. But wait, no one knew about no, Kante. Not, not them, though. The not them. Yeah. At the start of the season, I don't think Kante had that hype. I don't think people knew him like that. Oh, oh, you're talking about the start of the season? Yeah, the start of the season, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the funny thing yeah, about they, Kante is, Kante was a right midfielder. Yeah, literally. Kante was not necessarily an out-and-out winger, but he, he was a right midfielder. Like, yeah. he played right, Tamil Lamar played left. And they had two centre midfielders. So how, you know what, fair play to Ranieri again for bringing this guy and spotting that he was a great ball winner and then making him the, the, the centre of the team. So, yeah, oh, mate, Kante came out of nowhere, but what a revelation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Leicester actually won the league with, with Leonardo Joa and... and Bro, um, people forget Okazaki as well, you know. Yeah, Okazaki, like... yeah. Danny Simpson. Premier League's a disgrace. You just did it with. They did it with and like really well. So yeah, I think I think I'll give um, Leicester my number one spot. But I think for those of you who obviously said Chelsea, I'm assuming Leicester's your number two. And for us who said Leicester, Chelsea's a number two, if I'm not mistaken. I had them joined up, so both of them together. Okay. I, I couldn't separate it honestly, but. I'm edging more Conte first than Ranieri. Yeah, I second that as well. I second that. No, I think it was a really impressive season by Chelsea, though. Like like I said, you guys are bringing a smile to my face because when we went to the Etihad and I think Gary Cahill scored an own goal just before halftime, I thought, yeah, this is long. is is about to be long. And then things started just getting our way. Like, around the 55th minute, KDB hit the crossbar from like two yards out. And then I was like, yeah, something's getting on here. Something's brewing. And then the counter-attacking displays, yeah, peak Conte, man, peak Conte. And that's when, you know, Chelsea had a serious strike. Oh, yeah. It's just upsetting me even thinking about it. But no, that was, I think that's number two in in my books, just. Uh, I wanted to also remove bias from it. I just think what Leicester did was sensational and um yeah of course what Chelsea did was also really really good but I just think you know you kind of not expect that from Chelsea but you know Chelsea are capable of something like that whereas Leicester I mean just just think about the odds at the start of the season it would have been way 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 out of like a normal range But then moving on, who would you guys have third in this list? Um, it's a good question, really. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to go first? I think it kind of drops. I think it drops quite a lot. Because let's say Klopp, right? 60 17. Um, where'd they finish? Fourth. Yeah, they finished fourth. Yeah. So you can say the squad that they had, fair enough. But I don't know. You have LVG 40-15 also finished fourth. Um, but then again, that squad was shot to pieces. 
who played half a season with, with McNair at the back. Tyler Blackett's probably the worst Man United graduate I've seen in my life. Um, second only to, no, top. Yeah, he is top. I'll give it to him. Number one, worst graduate uh, of, of, of a youth team I've had. McTominay, close second. Um, you have Rodgers, 13. Four. Actually, yeah, probably give it to him because he wasn't far away from the, from the league title. So Rodgers probably gets third. Um, if it wasn't for Villa and if it wasn't for Chris Palace, Palace. yeah. Might have uh, again. Might Liverpool might have won nineteen back then. So, and if it wasn't for Chelsea, either how can I forget Chelsea? Liverpool or Gerrard's slip. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd go third for Rogers. And the only reason why, actually, I don't want to give it to Rogers. I want to give it to Luis Suarez that season. <laughs> Let, let's not forget his his two teammates and attack as well, Sterling yeah, and Sturridge. Sturridge. Yeah. But do you see. You see, with this this Liverpool side, yeah, me, I'm one of those. I don't, as well with Leicester, I feel like they shouldn't really have been challenging for the title because if you you look at their defence, the back five in even, Mignolet, Glenn Johnson, Skirtle, Sacco, Sacco and Flanagan, I don't think that's a... Chal- uh, title challenge in defense, but it's not as bad as we make out. Like, Scott, not- Scott was a capable defender, yeah. He's not a superstar name, he's not, he's not, he's Scott was Calamba. No, he wasn't. Nah, it's not no, even that, he, it's not even that he was Calamba. I, I just feel like for, for a title winning side, that's not as solid as it should be, but. You can't separate what they did attacking wise, yeah, they yeah. were amazing, amazing. Boy, I've seen like Man United have won the title with Johnny Evans and, and Wes Brown, man. Yeah, but I, let's not act like Johnny Evans is dead. Oh, come on. But if, if I said to you, Martin Skirtle or Johnny Evans, who are you telling me? What are you telling me? <sighs> Johnny Evans. You can't tell. This is poor. It's a tough, it's a tough one. This is poor, man. Martin Skirtle, was, Martin Skirtle was a mainstay in Liverpool's back five, back four, sorry. Even back when Liverpool were a competent team getting to UCL finals. Don't try, don't try to look back in history and try to say, oh, he's class. He yeah, was a kid. Nah, I never watched Skirtle and thought Skirtle was a good defender, though, bro. Then that's your beef. Skirtle was clearly kept capable of, of, of holding his own. Yeah, you can sit there and say, the ones that were bleeding, especially in 13 14, was Colatore. He was, he was out of his depth. Like, if you don't believe me, I know it's the season after, but watch the Real Madrid game that Liverpool play against at Anfield, where Ronaldo just, Ronaldo just embarrassed Colatore. Like, them, them ones there. Then you can have a look at, like, um, John Flanagan, cool, wasn't about it. Um, what's his name? Glenn Johnson over Glenn the Johnson. hill. He was over the hill. But if you're telling me out of all defend- the defenders, Skirtle, nah, Skirtle's the only good defender they had. I'm telling you this. Yeah, but it's just a best, it's a best of a bad bunch, though, bro. It mean it's not a best of a bad bunch. It's, it's, gen- it's someone that can hold his own and everyone else has, that's floating. It's like my United right now, right? Varane, who can hold his own. Yeah, you can say he's fell off a little bit. I hear it. But he's one someone that can hold his own. Everyone else is poor around him. It's not the best of a bad bunch. It's one defender that's generally good. Everyone else is meh. It's like Kashelny after Vermaelen left. You get me? Kashelny's clearly the defender that can, that, that's holding everything together. Everyone else that's partnered to is a bit smelling. Doesn't mean Kashelny's a bad No, Matt Isaku was good, bro. <sighs> I wouldn't throw, I wouldn't throw, um, I said about something like that. I don't think so. Any- you know what? Besides the point, anyway, me, I don't think I'm not saying Skirtle was bad. I just don't think he was top top. And this is what I'm saying: like the defense was not top top, but the attack was amazing. And there was one point I think they went on one match streak where they lost like from from New Year's Day in 2014. They lost one game, 
So mm. one game in 19 games. That's why I'll give the credit to Rodgers because, nah, like, they were blowing teams away. And they actually Suarez, they played well. Like, they actually played yeah. football. They came to Old Trafford and, yeah, you can say Moyes, whatnot, but they, they were unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at them, I was like, holy crap, these are actually decent. I don't know if, and it's not a f- thing of that we were making them look good. They were actually They decent. were really good, yeah. And, and this utilized, is- They utilised their strong points. They said, you know, obviously Suarez is the guy that makes things happen for us, but um, Sturridge, she was doing the extra yards, but also a threat in the box. And then Sterling I was bringing it out, of the, bringing it into the danger areas. Mm-hmm. So, like... And this is the first year we saw, like, Gerard in that deeper role as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, formation and everything. Mm. I think it was, it was a really good season from Liverpool. Just unfortunate. Um, uh, let me not say it's unfortunate because I don't really care. But they couldn't get over the hurdle, basically. Um, Thank God. Thank God they didn't. Thank God they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really did expect them to. I, I think that season they were really good. They, you know, went to all of the top teams and they did their thing. I remember seeing... You know, just highlights of Suarez from that season. And I'm like, we wow. just appreciate Suarez for a moment in this Same. season because, oh my gosh, the things that he did this season, especially against Norwich. Wow. Yeah, he bullied. <laughs> just, what he did against wow. Norwich wasn't fair, man. It was a, it was a joke. That was it, attempted murder. It's the. Uh... <laughs> It's the one from near the halfway line. That's outrageous. That's, well, that's uh, yeah. You know what? Do you know what one impressed me the most? I think it was the one against Newcastle where I think someone's pinged it from for like 40 yards, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's just chest controlled it and taking the pass to keep off first time, bro. And yeah. Oh, yeah. There's two goals. There's two goals against Norwich. One from the halfway near the halfway line where he's just like, why not? I'm Luis Suarez. And and the half where, um, nah, it's not for me. I don't think it's the same season. I think it's 12 13. Where he's by the byline and like he wriggles through two defenders and then still slots it in from oh. where he should not be able to score from. He was so fucked, bro. He was unbelievable, Suarez. That's the one footballer. Like Suarez and Torres, yeah. Torres in his prime at Liverpool. They were the two oh, footballers where I'm just like, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool had it good there, man. I would have given an arm for Suarez to join United rather than Liverpool. What kills me the most is the 40 million plus the one P. Yeah, oh, I can't believe you guys tried that, man. Just Wengo, a quick, I don't, uh, a quick question on. sidetrack though. Um, Premier League best individual season. Who you, who you gave it to? You gave it to man is Suarez. You know? Hey, there's there's a few Van Persie seasons in with a shout as well, man. I can't lie, I love that guy. And yeah, Van, Van Persie has a shout, but the things that Suarez was doing. I don't think we can look past it. Yeah. I don't think like, we can look past it at all. Suarez I'm gonna be winning, like, yeah, kind of in a way, single-handedly winning games for Liverpool. Like, as much as he had Sturridge and Sterling um, for 13, 14 season, and he had them previously as well, but there was just something that Suarez was doing that it would be because of Suarez why Liverpool were scraping yeah. these three points. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a bit biased and say Ronaldo for 7-8 for me. Fair shot. Suarez is a close second, but I think Ronaldo in 078. Maybe I can say it because it's what I've watched, but I honestly think Ronaldo 078 was the first time Premier League saw greatness. That, that was the first time the Premier whoa, League. Whoa, what happened to Thierry Henry? Oh, whoa, that's damn, that's, that's hasty. <laughs> yeah, coming from an Arsenal fan. 
I want to be biased, but I'm sorry, but Suarez, nah. Didn't I he get just, like 24 goals, 20 assists? Something 20 like assists, that? yeah. That was an amazing mm. season. Amazing season. And he won the league as well. He won the double with that. But nah, Suarez, what he did. What, what sorry, Suarez did, Carlo? And, and Ronaldo, what he did. Ronaldo scored 31. In, in he's broke the record for individual like golden boot numbers. He got 42 in the whole season. He bagged like six FKs, three kicks that is for people who aren't following. He's his um oh, bro, it's it's gotta be Ronaldo, man. Ronaldo, well, Ronaldo from 067. Ronaldo from 067 to Ronaldo 078 was like he went super saiyan, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody knew Ronaldo had 30 goals in his life. The first three seasons at United, he always showed promise, but he was called a show pony in it because mm. all the promise, none of the end product. Then man came back from the World Cup on smoke, got 20 goals in 1617, but everyone thought, ah, uh, once you know Harry Kane when he did it, and was like, ah, uh, one season wonder, one season wonder, he's gonna go to Madrid in season anyway. When he stays 078, and not only was he bagging goals, right? He was he was just brazy, like he was. He was so. He was nuts. He was so nuts, like. And this is This is Flair Cristiano as well, where he where he didn't mind taking people on. And come on, bro, Portsmouth. The freaking gets Portsmouth. The freaking gets Stoke. The freaking it's not the year after. I know it's the year after, and it's in the freaking gets Arsenal in the Champions League is the rudest thing I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Armenia is in that man, it doesn't count. Bro, the biggest Armenia tax, like the biggest Armenia tax, bro. It doesn't it doesn't count. But I know for, for a reason. fact, I know for a fact you saw him, you saw him put the ball down, and you're just thinking, what are you doing? Everything okay. in the world is like nah, bro. Armenia was fucking bro. There's no bro. way, there's no way. He slapped it, he slapped it and it's flown in. And everyone's going, What? Like, why? Why did you try that? I remember that live. My dad's an Arsenal fan, isn't it? I remember that live. We're watching it on ITV, and even he was like, only him. And it's right. Ronaldo, for me, best. Greatest ever. The first time we witnessed greatness. Then for me, close second, Luis Suarez. And then close third is is um, Thierry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not here. Drop a shout out as well. Um, what season? What? 9-10? Yeah, 9-10. What? He got, what, 29 goals? How many assists? <laughs> got over 10 assists. <laughs> I'm covering my nose right now. Give me an honourable mention, at least. I'm covering my nose right now. That, listen, nah, listen, nah. we're not just... Drugman's, Drugman's eating it, but he's low. He's like... He might be doing figures. He might be 9-10. He might be, like, 10 for 11. Yeah, that's why honourable mention. I wasn't even in the top three. I just had to throw some... Too much, too much drug I mean. Is it safe <sighs> to say that... Drogba uh, had more um, memorable seasons than Costa. Yeah, uh, to be honest, Costa was only at Chelsea. <laughs> but he was dead. No, 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 That caught man above surprise. Man, I'm like, actually, you know what? Because <laughs> <laughs> biggest man, he has, to, he has to think about it for sure. Because, like, you know what it is? Drogba was a fool in Arsenal side, yeah? So I, I never liked the guy. Do you get me? But... Diego Costa, I don't know, man. I, it might be Costa bias because Costa's one of my favorite players ever, isn't it? But like, ah, uh, he just had that bit about him that was just a bit more. I don't want to play against this guy because it's long. Like, yeah, that's get, I feel like Drogba, he was more on a 
he will definitely scumbag a goal somehow, somewhere out of this game. Do you get me? Whereas Costa's going to like piss him off for the whole 90 minutes. But I think Jogba did that too. He was a handful, no? Like, even if he wasn't scoring, your, your defender's not getting a ball off him when he's backing mm. up again. Yeah, he's bringing, I he's bringing others into play. Um, I don't think I could say Costa, with only two out of the three seasons, had more memorable ones than than Jogba. But I think that's that's a topic for for another pod. I need to figure out who you lot have got fourth in in our rankings. Or for me, uh, hold that, hold that, hold that, hold that. So, who had more memorable seasons, Torres or Drogba? <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, wow, that's tough. Torres, if, ooh, anyway, I think I agree with Klopp. Yeah, yeah, Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Oh, man. No, we'll save this for another day. Then we'll save it. For if Corral was in yeah, here, yeah. if Corral was in yeah. here, Corral, Corral he's, he's marvelous. The smoke, you will see the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Corral be having certain conversations. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what? Yeah. So Klopp fourth, yeah. <laughs> I think so, man. Yeah, um, I've got Klopp fourth. What's well. your argument for Klopp fourth, though? You see. <sighs> He won, won 22 games. He only lost six. 78 goals scored. Again, he for me, he overachieved with the team that he had, you know? Yeah, he did and, have a great team. Yeah, yeah, and with the two that's left, I feel like he's done a lot better. I feel like he's done a lot better. And this is at a point as well where Liverpool, they didn't have a recognised left-back like that. Moreno didn't even play that many games. I think they were playing Milner left-back for yeah. that season. So, the way he's overachieved with this team, Klein was right-back as well. The full-backs that they had, compared to them, the full-backs that they have now, Robertson and Trent, who broke in, he broke through that season, but he only played like seven games. He's done a for me, Klopp has done a madness with that team. I remember seeing guys like Clavan and Lovren and that. Like yeah. it, was, it was a tough time for Liverpool. I can't but lie. That, wasn't that his boys? Who signed Clavan? He signed Clavan, no? Yeah, Klopp signed him, yeah. That's his boy. So don't try to tell me and sit there and say all these man. Look, I I like Klopp. It doesn't mean he's good. I'm just saying, I like <laughs> I, I like Klopp, man. I actually do. It's a shame. I remember the day he signed for Liverpool when I was Human because air what that man you that everyone had seen what he did at Dortmund. We all knew like we didn't realize he was going to be this good, but we all knew Liverpool. Liverpool had it had it nice with Klopp. Um, but the one thing that really annoys me is now that the team's better, their football's got worse. But when he first came and he was playing heavy metal football, how good was that? I know everyone was getting injured and whatnot, but <laughs> how good was that? They conceded too much for Klopp's life. Yeah, they that. did. I always remember that season. Just which is for good them. for me. Which is good for me because I want them to concede bearing it. But <laughs> like... for that, for the first game of the season for them, it was against Arsenal, the four-three. Mm. I can never forget that game. Like they were, high they, they were. That, that was Rob Holding's game. Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember Norwich. I think it was. I think it was fifteen, sixteen. They beat Norwich five-four. Milner scored. Was it Milner? Scored or Lallana? Scored the last-minute goal. How you can see? How you can see? Oh yeah, goal. yeah, yeah. What I want to ask you yeah, is, 
does Klopp's season like hold so much weight because of where he's brought Liverpool now? Nah. What do you mean? As in, like, are we looking back at how how Klopp's brought that team from where it is then to where it is now? In the sense of, cool, Liverpool are doing amazing now, but like, I don't know. For me, that doesn't like like that doesn't ring bells to me. Like that Klopp season doesn't stick out in my head. Do you get me? I don't remember. It was the formative years of his time at Liverpool, but I just Mm. think with what he had at his disposal. It, it it was an all right job. It wasn't mm. great. That's why he's not, you know, top three or anything. Who was who was who was the strikers? Firmino and Origi. Firmino was there. Um, Sturridge was there. Origi was there. Danny Ings mm. was there. Well, Ings didn't play. And yeah, Ben Woodburn. I mean, it's not. I, I think I think I think it's also like it was the next step because they made the Europa League final the year before. Um, in fact, they should have. They lost the home leg to Tuchel's BVB in at Dortmund. Like, yeah. They should have been out. They should have been down and out. And then you know, Lovren bailed them out and called himself the best friend in the world. Um, <laughs> I think because you know they made the Europa League final and they embarrassed Man United in the way to doing that as well. Um, for them to get top four, I can see why it's included because that was the next step for them. And since Liverpool have been back in the Champions League, they haven't. They've not. They've not failed to qualify. They haven't looked out of bounds have they they've gone from strength to strength um i mean to go from 16 17 qualifying for the champions league and then getting to the champions league final in your first season it back in the champions league that kind of says something about you know the progression they were making right so yeah 100 yeah like klops he's a magician man Shame no, I think I'm, anyone I'm else there do you know what? Do you know what it is? The reason why I questioned it, yeah, is because, like I said, one, it doesn't like stick out for me. And like, I appreciate where Klopp has taken Liverpool to since then. But I feel like when we look back at that season, we don't, I don't see any games that I thought, right, Klopp's taking his team into another direction. Or do you get what I mean? I, we we kind of just kind of had that, what's the word then? Expectation to see Liverpool get there eventually. Do you get me? Do you get what I'm trying to say? If you yeah. don't get that, I, I try to break it down even more. Do you yeah. try to break it down more? No, I think I, I think yeah. I get what you're trying to say. I just think out of everyone else on the list, he's probably the like he probably did the best what job he, in it. Yeah, he did what he had to do. I, I think you're just all trying to do this because you don't want to put Arteta last. That's that's what I'm thinking right now. Nah, right? For, no, listen, you know we'll get to that the, one. Yeah, we'll get to that the one. Arteta thing. Yeah. With the Arteta thing, like, I'm going off of the squads because, like, Arsenal challenged for top four after bleeding, like, the like bleeding, bro. And Arteta didn't necessarily seem like he had a clue at what he was doing, especially after his first full season. And no one expected us to be in a position where we're fighting for top four. Now, with... That being said, it's like with the squads now, you can see with Arsenal squad, there's a lot of inexperience. There's a lot of um, bro, like our top goal scorer is Eddie and Ketia, bro. He scored five goals, bro. Do you get what I mean? Like it's that, that doesn't that seem like a bigger achievement than than Klopp, then so to speak? Because in a way, mm-hmm. Klopp mm-hmm. has brought that Liverpool team to where they are now. But in 16-17, would that season have been? as pivotal or 
as eye-opening to see yeah, where Liverpool are going to Do you think so? Because you're, you're forgetting, like you're telling you, you've just said now that Arsenal is because you didn't really see Arsenal finishing top four. Arsenal not finishing top four seems bad because of, you know, you actually were top four and then you bottled it. When yeah. you look at Liverpool, season 70, Liverpool were not supposed to be in the top four either. Mm-hmm. Man United should have taken the fourth spot. Yep. We got Jose, we got Jose Mourinho in. We signed Pogba. We signed Zlatan. We signed Bayi. We signed Mkhitaryan. We should have been yeah. top comfortable. Chelsea won yeah, the league. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? So Chelsea won the league. City obviously finished in the top four. Um, sorry, who else is in it? Tottenham. Obviously, Tottenham, the time of their life, Pochettino's got everything going. Fourth spot should have been my news. So the fact that Liverpool made it over us, I've caught only six, that kind of shows the intent of, of it kind of shows the prowess of them as well. Because I can tell you the same thing. I didn't expect Arsenal to finish top four this season. I didn't. I thought you're not going to finish sixth, fifth and sixth again. Mm. But the fact that you were actually in it and fell out, it's a difference. Whereas Klopp was in it and stayed and- in and to add yeah, on to that as well, from, Tony. But, this is the, but the, difference, the difference between Klopp and Arteta's team is the experience. Because Klopp has actually managed football teams before, big teams as well, big um, egos. It's that he's got that under his belt. So it's not like he's in a situation where he's not necessarily used to being that team. Because remember as well, he's not like he come from managing the top team where he was. He was top two teams but I mean like he wasn't a team that was winning the league every season or blah 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 like you get what I'm saying so he's got the experience to then carry a team and stabilise them so to speak he's just progressed with this Liverpool team whereas with Arteta he's not had experience this is his first managerial job he's kind of learning on the job as we speak and he's kind of got the team in a position where no one expected them to be and that's that's why I'm going off the impressiveness of it then do you get me because as much as I'm I'm one foot in one foot out when it comes to Arteta and Arsenal do you get what I'm saying I'm not fully sold but I'm not fully not sold do you get me but I, go on. I hear you but I think Arteta has now had three years in it Klopp came and this was the squad he had and this is what he has to do with them, isn't it? He obviously brought mm-hmm. in a few signings. I know, but, but I mean, this is why I'm trying to... This is why I'm trying to significantly the experience. No, but Shay, I feel like you're making an excuse for Arteta in a way because a lot it's... of things... A lot of things that happened this season as well is mm. through his own choices. If we actually bro. deep it. So... 100%. But, that's, but I'm, not, I'm not putting that necessarily against him. I'm putting that against the experience of it then because Klopp would possibly would have got... Art- this Arsenal team to a higher position than Arteta. Do you get what I mean? But that's just off of the experience of a manager that's managed at the highest level. Like Klopp had been to Champions League finals before he had been at Liverpool, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so but like, then how how long is it going to be until we stop using this experience thing with Arteta? Well, in a way, it's it's just one of the things that you kind of have to like ride it out. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think experience matters that much in football personally. Exactly. Because uh, why you all say yeah, he's learning the job, I give you that. But at the same time, this person had a, had a certain acumen uh, to convince the people hiring him that he was worthy of the job. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, obviously, he's a tactician. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about. And obviously, he knows football because look at the position that he's in, right? So yeah. I get the whole experience thing of in terms of he makes, sometimes he makes much decisions that don't go well and he overthinks. Blah, 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 blah. But when you're three years in, and you're in the top four now, all you've got to do is close out the last remaining ga- the games. It's kind of inexcusable. 
It's mm-hmm. and you know what? My problem with my situation with Arsenal sometimes, you know what? Um, some of the games that Arsenal lost this season isn't even on isn't even on hotel. I just think sometimes that's what I'm saying. Bro. Dumb errors. It's, it's dumb errors and footballers giving up. But at the same time, like your the reason why I'm happy Klopp's in here is Klopp 16, 17. Yeah, I get it. He's a more decorated manager than Arteta is back then, even now. Do you know what I mean? Like even Klopp in 16, 17 is more decorated than Arteta. I get that. But you're both you are both in the same situation where you mm-hmm. should have been top four. But both of you became in touching distance of top four. One stayed in, the other stayed out. And Klopp was literally in the top four for the majority of the season. He never left the top four. Like exactly. as the season was going along, he was first, he was second, he was third. It was yeah. only that, and there was a period where Liverpool went seven games and they only won one game. That's when they dropped down to fourth and fifth. But then they carried on again. They started winning again, and they they con- confirmed their fourth place really. So. They beat, they even beat Arsenal to the top four by one point. So that's that, and that's a season that a lot of us, as deluded as we are, a lot of us thought we could have been challenging for the league in the 16 17 season. So yeah. you can't take that away from Klopp with this, with the squad that he had as well. So the thing is, I don't, I don't take it away from Klopp. My thing is, like, how is it more impressive? How is it more impressive? Brother, this guy was doing this with Milner at left back. Nathaniel Klein and Milner as your fullbacks. Come on. I mean, it's, it's more competent than Cedric and Tavares. I'll be real. Yeah, but they're not your yeah, first choice, are they? That, we can't use that one because uh, Tommy like, Asu played games, Tierney played games in vital periods of our season where we yeah, were actually winning. You can, you can yeah, bro, and as soon as they got right? injured, Hold what on. happened, bro? But as soon as they got injured, what had happened? Yeah, but who's fault is that, One sec, one sec, one sec. You don't think I'm actually defending Artel? I'm actually not. I'm going off of what I'm seeing, bro. Like, I'm not going off of, like, I'm not trying to do the bias thing because I don't want this to seem like I'm... Pro, yeah, but like, we can't act like Tavares didn't have a good run of games as well. He did play some good games when Tinney was injured the first time. Tavares came in, he did a like job, four, did he not? Five games. If you want to look still enough, if you want to look at the picture, the big picture of Liverpool, right? Mignolet, everyone had their questions on him, right? They said about partners with were Clavan and Sacco or Matip was there as well. or Matip. And then you had Joe mm. Gomez, who was 18, playing right back, you know, from when Nathaniel Clyde wasn't there. He'd been I know that was Trent's breakout year, but I think he played at the last couple of games of the season. Lucas Leiva in midfield with like Wijnaldum and Henderson. Wait, didn't like, Emery Chan play some games at centre back, or was that just? No, he definitely did. He, he definitely did. did. Yeah, he did. I remember he the goal. He's man as well. He played the position. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, mm. like a midfield. Imagine, imagine if Liverpool rocked up today, yeah, uh, to Emirates, <laughs> Arteta versus Klopp, and the midfield three is Lalana, Lucas Leiva. Emery Chan, we gonna you gonna be like, yeah, we've got this, we can beat them. Not necessarily, we've got Al Nene, bro. What? <laughs> <sighs> we've got Al Nene, bro. Like, at the start, what's changed? Because at the start of the season, you were saying, oh, Smith Rowe, Partey, Odegaard, changed. Yeah, Bear Man got injured, bro. That's the thing, like Bear Man got injured, and we stopped scoring goals because we stopped, like we didn't have any, um, we didn't have a, a prolific goal scorer. They got bro. injured, or they were just. <laughs> you get me? Especially ESR. Yes, 
bought fullbacks, sent away fullbacks, brought in more fullbacks. He's still trying to look for fullbacks. Like at a certain point, it, th- this is a squad he built in it. Regardless, mm-hmm. he's had a chance to build squad a squad. Injuries, yeah. no injuries, suspensions, no suspensions. Like mm-hmm. your bench should be full of players that Arteta looks at and he's like, okay, I'm ready to deal with options, If that's yeah. not the case, then after three years, his squad building's been pretty poor now. Mm-hmm. And it, one it, way or another, he's to blame for something. That's what I blame him for as well because it was his choice to have a small squad. And he even said himself he wants a small squad. So now when all these injuries are coming in now and you don't have no one to rely on on the bench, Shea, what has our bench been like for the past few months? Bare kids. We've Bare had kids. like three, Swanson. four senior Swanson's players. Been about four months. Bare kids on the bench that he's not even going to use. And this is all his fault because he's letting people go in January. He's not strengthening. He's chose to have a small squad. And when injuries come now, you've got nothing to show for it. So and I'll be real, yeah. There's certain men that went out, bro, that even if they stayed, I don't think they would have helped. There's like maybe two people. I think the only two people that would have helped us that went... Would, would be Callum Chambers and Maitland Niles. Besides them two, everyone else that's gone. Bamiyang would have. Where did Callum gone. Chambers even go? Villa. Aston Villa. Villa. Yeah, has he played? Yeah. yeah. He played a few years. Yeah. He played a few years. <laughs> Look, um, you don't think Bamiyang would have made a difference? Only, if there's only two games. things I noticed, but I'll tell you that I need to question, right? You can kind of help me and the listeners understand what's happened here. But the first one that you're going to, it's obvious who I'm going to ask, but I'm going to skip a minute for the, for the meantime. The one is Gabby Martinelli. Martinelli, I swear, I'm a, unless I'm bugging, there was a period in time where I said I didn't rate him, right? Yep. And then he was... Him, right? Really? You think so? Yeah. The guy was holding bench for like weeks. I hate he was holding bench, but I don't think that was an Arteta not rating him thing. I so think... what was that? What was that all about? Because now... He done his ACL, bro. No, Gray, come on. He didn't, he didn't do it. It wasn't ACL, was it? I'm sorry nah, that his ACL was... Well, either way, it was a mad knee injury. He was out for like a year and a bit, bro. And he like... It's like Arteta gave him months to kind of get himself back into the thing. I into think the it team. was ACL, by the way. Was it ACL? It might have been ACL. Bro, Martinelli was out for... I remember, like I remember one game... It was a knee injury regardless. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember one game, yeah. He came back and he's fully fit now. And he's only getting five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And he looks... Yeah. He was back for a while. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, I remember him being back for bro. It was a few months he was back, and I said I didn't play him like that. Like he's like Tony said, he was getting little minutes here and there. But I don't think that was a uh, him not rating him thing. Remember at the time as well, he had this fucking love obsession with fucking William, bro. Like for some reason, William was fucking gold dust, and he could play every game, no matter if you got a goal, no matter if you got an assist. But he didn't even do anything the whole fucking season. He still fucking played, bro. Do you get what I mean? So I think that's where. Like the experience thing comes in because, like, bro, like, man doesn't necessarily know what he's doing right and wrong until he's actually done it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm. No, I got you mean. And obviously, the second one is Saliba. Yeah, that, that's the match. started on that one. Like, what's happened with Saliba? Because I like, can't, I can't. Surely, surely, and now I'm looking. Maybe not be right. But now I'm looking at reports that Arsenal looking to sell for thirty mil. What is going on at Arsenal? Because now we all knew there was a player. Honestly. That, I now just feel I just feel like Arteta doesn't like him. Now his league on set the back of the year ahead of the likes of Marquinhos, Kimpembe, uh, you know, Botman, all these men there. He won League Undefended of the Year. Like, and he's in the French national team ahead of Konate, who's who's gonna be in a Champions League final next week. What is going on at Emirates? Why is he I, like- I truly, really and truly believe that something's happened, that Arteta's not fancying him or anything like that, because 
is clear. It is clear that this guy is a defender that will work in our defense. But it's just some things are just not making sense. There's 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 missing missing what's the word I'm looking for? Something's missing. Like we don't understand. And this is the thing I don't think we'll ever know what happened. But it's just one of those we me I've accepted already Saliba's nev- never gonna play for us. Yeah, I've yeah, accepted yeah, same, same. it. So I've I'm honestly saying, and accepted it. Yeah. Players quite easily, though. Yeah, like, that's something I have noticed. Look at Guendouzi as well. I mean, yep. is he not also making the French team and stuff? Like he's ah, uh, not this yeah. guy yeah, like, again. Yeah. Not this guy again. Hold on, the Guendouzi, right? His it's a point, though. It is a point, but Guendouzi is not an Arsenal midfielder. Like, hey. I would yeah, not but, let go of Guendouzi and then bring in Lukonga. That's, what's the, why that's, not, that's why not, not the reason for Guendouzi not being in the squad, though. No, I don't think Guendouzi... Look, it all happens to Guendouzi. He's done, he's done his thing at Marseille. But don't start looking back and saying, oh, yeah, this guy's lit. It's not the case. I, I, um, I rate Guendouzi personally. Yeah, you can <laughs> rate Guendouzi, but you can rate footballers and also realise they're not for you and they're not for your club. Like, if I sit there and said to you... Um, Jared Bowen. Everyone thinks Jared Bowen's a good footballer here, but now I tell now I tell him, yeah, would you would you start him week in week out at Chelsea? It's a different question, isn't it? It's the same situation with Guendouzi. Guendouzi, the type of profile he is, it's kind of like like uh it's as if if it's as if Man United was to sell McTominay to to Everton and then McTominay starts deciding he's a footballer. That's a move that needs to happen still. I don't think Guendouzi <laughs> like, played bad for Arsenal though. I don't remember him having that horrid stretches where everyone's like. This no, I cannot play. Hold on. The thing about Quinduzi is, and Shane Gray will be able to tell you better than I did, but the games I watched with Quinduzi, right, he was just painfully average. Like, he was there and he was doing a shift, but then I'm seeing Arsenal fans saying, oh, Quinduzi's the future, while slating El Nenny. Bro, bro, bro. Like, they're, they're both offering the same thing. Um, Gray, Gray, do you want to start? Because I can't lie, I have a big, I have a big, Guendouzi agenda, so I, I can wait. Like I can wait. I'll start. I'll start. See, Gwendu- with Guendouzi, it looks like he was doing the things that we wanted a midfielder to do, and that and the fact that he was young as well. Arsenal, Arsenal fans have this kind of fetish where the young players, when they start doing something good or something like that, for a small period of time, oh, we'll we over, know, we, we will know. overrate them to the point where hey, Jeff, we're saying they're desperate. <laughs> We'll overrate them to a point where we're saying they're the best thing since sliced bread. Like <laughs> when Doozy, there was a period that he was very good, but then after that, it was it was just mid. And Arsenal fans, we hold on to the good and ignore the mid sometimes. So it's just like, all right, he's been average, whatever. But remember when he did that against Tottenham? Remember that assist against Tottenham, the two-two, yeah. and everything like that. Word, that's what word, we do. Word, 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 I think word, that's the best word. way to explain it. For me, uh, I'll be real. I completely hear it. Very quickly, I completely hear it. I just think the difference between him and Lokonga, first of all, they're like months apart in age. And there's no big difference between them, like playing style-wise. But, I mean, you bought Lokonga for like 18 million. I think think there definitely is. I think um, Gwenduzi is more of uh, box-to-box. And I see Lokonga more as like one that sits. Yeah, that's what he wants to be. And but, this is the like, thing, like we when we brought in Lokonga, I don't know where we all got these expectations from that he's gonna be like the next party or something like that, but that's not what he is. And this is what we have to accept. Now all these Arsenal fans are turning their backs on Lokonga, say, Oh, he's dead, this, that, whatever. 
let's face the facts. That's the player that you think he is is not the player that, player that he is. He is, facts. yeah. Facts. Facts, bro. With me on this Guendouzi thing, yeah. Now, for me, like Tony said, every time I watched him, he was bang average, bro. Like, and like Gray said as well, he done things that made it seem like um, no, he done things that we'd like to see from a midfielder. Now, for me, we gave Guendouzi way too much trust. He would be our mm-hmm. main ball carrier. He'd be our main person that's progressing the football and whatever else. But bro, like, he would hold on to the ball for 20 minutes before he's passed it. Then he would lose it and then argue with the referee before he started to try and make a tackle. Bro, no one knows this yet. I don't, I don't think anyone knows this. But Guendouzi was our most dribble pass player when he was in our team, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? Most dribble right. pass player, bro. And he wasn't, like, for me, it, it wasn't flattering enough on the eye for me to say, this guy's cold, he's going to be the next big thing. Or, like, everyone kept saying to me, oh, Guendouzi's hard, Guendouzi's hard. But, bro, to me, what I saw is what I see with um, some of these United fans now with um, Hannibal with this fucking passion merchant thing, bro. You see the fighting on the pitch and <laughs> arguing and making, you get what I'm saying? Making yourself kind of noticeable to suck to the eye, bro. That's what I see. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With Gunduzi, I, I never like saw that guy and said, yeah, do you know what, yeah? This guy's decent. Bro, I saw him and I was like, do you know what? He could be good. He could. But for me, he's not the kind of player that Arsenal need. Do you get what I'm saying? He's not the... Um, I don't even know what Arsenal fans kind of expected him to be, to be honest, because I don't even know what I expected him to be personally, bro. Do you get me? But he just never like said nothing to me. And that's why I've never rated Gundu. So when he had these little outbursts and doing the passion merchant thing, for me, it's like you're not anyone special to be having that kind of like that kind of authority then or that kind of boastiness about you then, so to speak. You get what I'm saying, bro? Like you've got to kind of have that, like, if you're gonna be I I, I don't know, because this is my issue with Mope, innit? Yeah. If you're gonna be fucking um a shithouse or something like that, have a bit about you then. So even if a man says, oh, um, all you do is a shit house routine, you've got something to say, nah, bro, because I could do this or I could show you that man could do that. Whereas Guendouzi, I just saw him arguing a lot of the pitch, bro. You get me? And yeah, nah, he just went, he just went for me, man. I'll be real. That Guendouzi guy, I'm, I'm glad he's gone person. I can't lie. But yeah, to go back to a point like... All of this for is just the reason for me anyway. This is what I've got after to last. So, yeah, there's just a, a lot of his decisions that he makes and everything like that. Is is been a big, a vital part of why we why we finished fifth. And of, mm. of course, at the start of the season, we'd be like, all right, if we finish fifth, we take it. But as the season's gone along, and we've had all these chances and top four in our hands, mm. in our hands all the time, and all the teams around us are slipping and everything like that. And then we're winning and everything. But then when it comes to a point where the other teams are winning, then we go on a three-game losing streak to Brighton, mm. Southampton, and who is the other team? Um, Palace. Palace, yeah. Then you win the next three games, Chelsea, West Ham and United. Then you lose the next two games again. It's just like, these are all three your decisions that you made. And obviously the individual errors and everything like that, but it all stems back, for me anyway, to you choosing to have a small squad. That's what I've got in last year. Yeah, so. I think I think January is what really defined Arteta in, yeah. in this season. And 
Like, we saw from the start of January, bro, because we knew Partey and El Nene were both going uh, Copper, uh, not, I can't say Copper America. Um, so we knew we needed a central midfielder, bro. Let mm. alone fucking Xhaka then getting sent off in one of the um, early games in January. Do you get what I'm saying, bro? So we knew we needed a centre midfielder, bro. But like, we spent the whole of January chasing really a guy too. who said he does not want to come to our club. Um, you get me? And he wasn't even picking, his agent wasn't even picking up the phone. So yeah. why are we chasing him all January? How much? 80 million or something like that. Some of that money could have went towards a midfielder. Some of that money could have went towards a fullback. You could have he chose, goals. literally, but he chose to not strengthen wherever we need to strengthen and just go for Vlavic, which we all know was the wrong decision. I so, find it hilarious that Arsenal have just given up his suit an hour. Like, bro, bro, have bro, you seen his valuation now? Exactly. 12 mil. It's 12 to well, probably more than that, probably about 25 now. But like, look, how can you go from st- stiff bonus for hour, can't get it done because you're not matching the price tag call? He kind of stinks for six months, for a year to six months after. Go get him now on the cheap and then just get the, it's still the same footballer that you wanted. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, man. Shay, so, like, with the way you were um, kind of, I wouldn't say back in Arteta, but providing the other side of the argument, would you have Arteta's season over that Klopp season? And would you have Arteta's season over that Van Gaal season? The LVG season, um, probably. Probably. And it's only because of like the financial backing then, like with LVG. Uh, with with Arteta, yeah, and Arsenal situation as a whole, because I feel like Arsenal managers are kind of set up to fail because they're not necessarily the given... Backing of LVG, you spent more money than him. Arteta huh? spent more than LVG. What you say? spent more money than LVG and didn't get top four. LVG spent less and got top four. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 16 mil for Di Maria, 15 mil for Blint, 10, 15 mil for Rojo, Falcao on a loan deal. The pie? The pie was 30 mil. That's about it. That comes up to about... 120? 120. Arteta spent 150 and didn't get top four. I mean, it, it, it is different markets. But anyway, yeah, that's me behind <laughs> the whatever. whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Anyway, anyway, yeah. All right, Cool. The only reason why I'm on Arteta's side just a little bit is just the experience side of it, bro. Abby, bro, anything else? I understand why you put like Klopp season and that over it. But for me, I, I find it hard to judge Arteta because I know he doesn't necessarily know what he's doing. Like, I don't know that, like, I, as an Arsenal fan, Gray, um, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I go, do you go into every Arsenal game not knowing what the outcome's going to be? Yep. But I'm almost certain, yeah, with uh, with LVG then or even Klopp, you have you had you had that inkling that even though uh even though your team is shit at the time, you know you have the players to pull it out or your manager can do a little do a little thing here and there and just scumbag a result. Do you get that what I'm saying? Shows with, how little you know of, of Man United under LVG. No uh, game under LVG was a guaranteed win. There was of no. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. No, I'm, 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 I'm going off. Of, I'm going. I'm going off the the, the manager's um um thingy, bro. Like the manager's. Yeah, um, you, before you before you expand, right? 
This has been my United fan during the LVG, especially during maybe 15, 16 was probably worse because we had the less, we had the, we had the worst team, but it was a complete rebuild. But 14, 15, what I found hilarious about my United, right, is Liverpool versus United 14, 15. I was like, we're going to get smoked. We beat them. You beat them twice. That's what I mean. We beat them. We were like, oh shit. How can we pull up to Emirates? Yeah, playing Blackett and McNair. I think we're gonna get fucking James Wilson. We're gonna get smoked. We beat you, right? So we're like, Spurs. oh, calm. Mm-hmm. Spurs at you as well. I was like, oh, calm. And then we go up to Norwich and lose. Swansea, we lose. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. you beat City. <laughs> and then we beat City, Rashford. Um, and then like, who was it? I can't remember. One. Nah, next- you won four two. It was um, Smalling oh, scored did, the last did, goal, in it? That's it, you're right. Did Van Persie score in that game? No, 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 no. Um, it was 4-2. It was, I, it was, I think was, Fellaini scored. Smalling, Fellaini, Ashley Young, Matter. Ah, yeah. Then Aguero scored for them. I can't remember who it was. Aguero definitely scored for them. But, like, that was the thing about OG. His top six record was standard. Like, he had a great, great top six, top four, whatever it was at the time. Uh, record and then when it came to the Swansea's, um, the Norwich's, the them teams there and Southampton, wow, Southampton used to pammers week in week out. I can Charlie Austin score in his debut and we lose. Like that's the one thing about LVG. That's that's the only negative. But he did enough. He won it. So he he, he got the objective of winning top four. We had UCL football the next year. But I tell you though, but is is that is that what we're judging this by then? The finishers? I guess I guess it's it's, it's expectations. Meeting reality, and the only reason why Arteta ranks, but then, bro, that wouldn't that work in Arteta's favor, then, bro? It does. Let me finish. The reason why Arteta ranks low is because you got in a position where top four should have been guaranteed, bro. I swear, if you had beaten Brighton and just drew with you, beat Spurs in hand, if you you just beat Brighton and drew with uh, who else did you lose to? Uh, Palace, we lost to uh, Newcastle. Castle. All you guys did was uh, four we didn't beat Burnley. Burnley. You, all you did was four points. And you look at the table now, you got four points in, in any of those two games. You got yourself UCL football. And that's why Arteta's got to take an L on this because you needed four points from a position where you was looking healthy, bro. Do you know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is after beating Chelsea, beating United, like you were. Beating Lips, Tottenham. You did the hard part. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, bro. But, bro, I don't think you lot are looking at our squad, bro. And this is why, this is why, like, yeah, this but is why that, I'm, I'm here. But then like, who built that squad? That's, yeah, the, that's the, the reason the for him squad, being like, lost. It's the same squad that Jeff just said that beat Chelsea, beat United, beat Tottenham. Yeah, but, bro, we, bro, we went, we went, we went into them games yeah, against Chelsea and United, not having a flipping clue who's going to beat Chelsea and United, bro. After losing them three games, yeah, and our next three games was West Ham, Chelsea. And United back to back here, all three of them, yeah, bro. Not one Arsenal fan came out of the uh, what was the last game we played? I think it was Brighton or Southampton, one out of two. No Arsenal fan came out of that that last um, last loss saying we're going to beat Chelsea. To be fair, beat United. Do you get I what I'm knew saying, we'd bro? beat United with, with Eddie and Kate out front, bro. <laughs> I knew we'd beat United. That's the one game that I'm, I was sure. I, I, I need to I need to stop rubbing Eddie out because we're, we're, we're trying to pat. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like bro, like it's it's what I'm trying to say is yeah, bro, is. With what Arteta's been able to do with what he's got, I think it's impressive that he's able to get us to the position that we're in. And I think that's why it's a bit like, it, it, it's kind of like we're kind of brushing his thing to the side because of, it. in a way, it feels a bit like an Arsenal bias 
like that you guys like don't I know you don't fuck with Arsenal in it, but it's like, bro, I don't think we've done all that well. Don't get twisted. I don't think we've done all that well yet, bro. But fam, after the first few games of the season, bro, no one expected us to even get a sniff. Wait, wait, Shay, Shay, Shay. Do you know another thing that that um diminishes Arteta even more? His trust in Lacazette. <laughs> and everybody bro, saw bro, it. Bro, no, bro. no, no, no. It gets to a point, yeah, where you as a manager, you can see that your striker is not doing nothing. The ball is coming coming to him, is going straight off him. The, he's not even getting shots off. He scores bro, I how I many goals? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but bro, I hear what you're saying, yeah. But let's not act like Arsenal didn't pull up performances with Lacazette up front, though, bro. Yeah, we did, but then when did it die? How long has Lacazette not performed for and we continue to use him? How long? It was, it was like they two get, months, I think. About two months. Exactly. It gets to a point in that two mm. months, you have to try something new. He didn't Can't try know. nothing new. And I, me, I said the whole season, we're not going to get top four because of Lacazette. He wasn't scoring enough. Mm. He, he wasn't doing enough to contribute to our mm. scoring. We scored 61 goals this season, bro. So who, do you, so, so who would you have taken out two, three months ago? Lacazette. No, no, I'm saying, who do you have replaced him with, sorry? Eddie. Because two, three months ago, this Eddie and Kaya that we've okay. seen, it's not the same Eddie This is the thing. I was, not, ago, I was not feeling Eddie as well. The thought of Eddie starting made me sick. That's why I went. So, the first so game that he's two, played two, against two, Chelsea, he had to try Martinelli one point. He had to. I, 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 he had I heard to. that. I heard that. And to me, I feel like he could have tried Martinelli as well, wouldn't it? I feel like he could have tried that as well. But... Who's that? Who's that? Is it Florin? Who's that striker? Balligan. He's on loan, man. He's at Middlesbrough. Why wasn't he given a chance? Because I swear you lot were loud about this one. Bro, he played first game of the season against Brentford and got fucking clouded up, bro. Then he played little games here and there against, um, I think he played Carabao Cup. I think he came and played against Sunderland and got subbed off maybe, I think, yeah. half-time. It's the game that Eddie's got a hat-trick. Yeah, he got Funnily subbed off half-time. Because, bro, Balligan out of his depth, bro. Every time he played, like, it's not uh, a diss to him, but it just didn't look like he was ready. And so to try even play him at the level that we're trying to secure top four, bro, like, it, it that just doesn't make sense. Do you get what I'm saying? So it wasn't like Balogun was necessarily ready to get a try. He had his, like, little opportunities here and there, and it didn't look like anything could happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Not this season anyway. Whereas... We've, we've got rid of Aubameyang. Look, we didn't sign a striker in, in January. That's that's Arteta's biggest flop. Striker in the sentiment, that's his biggest flop. Yeah, but cool, we ain't got them. When you have just Lacazette and Eddie and Ketia and Martinelli that you haven't tried up front yet, which in a way, yeah, cool, we should have tried him. You have your 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 experience number nine in Lacazette. And let's be real, like I said, for a couple of months, Lacazette was performing. Whether he was scoring or not, he was involved in the, in, in whether he was um, building up goals, um, and do you know what, as well, yeah, bro, what I think is really underrated in football as well, which, like I said, really has is dark arts, bro. Like, there's certain things that a striker, a young striker doesn't know in the sense of winning little silly fouls here and there, yeah, to try and bring the team up, slow the game down and, like, little things like, bro, why are you sighing for, bro? No, why are you because for? it got I'm to bro, a point he I'm was not... doing these things and it didn't lead to anything. This is why I'm saying Lacazette should have been out of the squad ages ago. And I'm sorry, everyone, I don't know, you've even said you, you saw it yourself, so I don't, I don't even know why there's even a point for this. Bro, my argument, yeah, is more on what Arteta had to work with. And it's not, 
Like, yeah, it's off of his own doing, but at the same time, he got himself into a position where it was a challenge, innit? Do you get what I mean? In January, he could have easily, like, not obviously he's not signed up. He didn't sign on in January. We could have easily fell off, bro. We didn't have Party who came back, I think, what? He came back and played the same day he played. He, he came back, bro, and got sent off literally maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes of, of him coming back on, bro? Like, bro, we could have easily finished sixth or seventh. Do you get what I'm saying? Easily, bro. Because at the end of the day, our squad isn't better than um, Man United's on paper. Yeah. And and West Ham, at the time, were doing a, doing a thing. So, bro, like, there's there's instances where like I have to credit Arteta for getting us to where he got us but at the same time I'm not gassing it because I know we should have finished higher than we, we than we actually did but at the same time bro like you got to look at what, we, what we're working with and that's I think that's why I don't know I might have I have I might have a bit more empathy or sympathy towards it then do you get me yeah fair, fair enough fair enough I hear what you're saying but at the end of the day LVG got his job done. He got fourth. Klopp got his job done. He got fourth. So and what do they both? What do they both have over our town? They got Champions League football. <laughs> uh, you're asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing the experience team. Yeah, I think there's a certain point where you can't just keep running the experience thing. Like we mm. hear it, but this lack of experience also got Arteta within a few points. Of Champions League football, they got him winning yeah. the FA Cup. He had all these games with in the hand. squad that he had. Yeah. This is why I say it's more impressive than than a clock then, because bro, he doesn't have the experience of even challenging for top four. So for him to be able to do that with the squad that he's got, yeah, how is that not? How is that not like looked at as something? And it's not. It's not good. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying this is good, bro. I'm not like trying to like make this seem like Arteta has done a mad thing here. He's not, but he's. He's got us in a position where we didn't expect to be in with the squad that we had. Signing Ramsdale, who who got relegated last season, bro. Ben White, who finished 16th last season, bro. Um, to Tommy Yasu, who no one knew. Flipping people on Sky Sports, acting like he, they don't know what position he plays and shit like that, bro. Like, bro, he got us into a position where we no one expected us to be in, bro. And I, I don't know. I may maybe we can look at football kind of differently then, so to speak. You get what I'm saying? Like that's that's. Yeah. To me, yeah, like I, I think it's a bit more impressive because he's not had that. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know, man. So you said LVG was last place for you? Nah, I put um LV. Oh, LV. Oh, yeah, LVG. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about Klopp? Is Klopp above or below Arteta in this as well? Above. There's no, there's no yeah. debate. Shay, please, please don't say you got Arteta fourth. Arteta's bottom. I'm sorry, Shay. I'm not saying Arteta's not not lower than whatever in it, but I'm like trying to see both sides of it. Isn't it? No, no, we hear you, but in your ranking, we need a ranking. We need a ranking, bro. Number four, number five. Uh, smart store for me, for me, for me. Number four, in it. It's more, it's more impressive to me, in it. It's more impressive to me, personally. No, that's fair enough. Um, fair enough. That is, that is fair enough. Great. God, Where did you we've, have... all established, we've all established that the ranking is... Uh, <laughs> okay, my personal ranking is... But these are the top two are inter- interchangeable. Conte, Rogers, Sorry, Conte, Ranieri. Ranieri. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Top LVG, Artel. I think I have the same. 
what I have um, Ranieri yeah. over Conte. Yeah, same I think man's the same as Tony. It's Conte, Ranieri, Rogers, Klopp, LVG, Arteta. And say, say yours for us. Just for the I'm listening. going. I'm going. Ran, I'm going. I'm going. Conte, Ranieri. Conte, Ranieri, Rogers, Arteta, Klopp, LVG. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so fun. just quickly, like because I'm interested in the last two. Why do you think um Klopp above LVG then? Like, do you have specific reasoning for that? Well, me, yeah. Um, for me, um, I think LVG came in with the expectation of of his World Cup performances and his tactics and everything. And United fans, they kind of had like the expectation was high with LVG and to only finish fourth. Obviously, the season before, where, where did they finish? Like seven, sixth or seventh or something like that. But based off what he did with Netherlands and everything like that, I just feel like LVG could have done a bit better. And It wasn't, really, f- it wasn't really what he did for the Netherlands. Everyone knew LVG who he was. People that played essentially football... Knew LVG's like pedigree because he was ideally the guy that started the whole tiki taka reign. Yeah, but Tony, let's not act like we don't know United fans of these. No, the reason why why expectations were high for LVG is because the summer transfer window that we had, like Falcao came in, yeah, post um, post um, ACL, but no one expected him to drop as far as he did. Van Persie, I know he didn't have the greats 13, 14, but he, Van Persie was still Van Persie. Rooney was still Rooney. Di Maria came for the door after winning the, the Champions League. Like, Juan Mata was around. You know, Ash Young wasn't technically finished then, even though he fell off a cliff in, in, in 12, 13. Like, yeah, but... My so, United, go on, right? go on, finish. Finish first. So even though we had lost Vidic and we had lost Ferdinand, um, Jones was still re- recognised as a prospect. Smalling was still recognised as a prospect. The team whilst top-heavy, was still capable. And LVG was still, I think he is, still is, but he was a respectable manager. So everyone thought he was going to come in, set us up like the like he did his Netherlands team, 3-4-3, sorry, and everyone was going to feast. But, bro, we were in transition, and it's a shame that it didn't work. And even though, yeah, fair enough, he won Champions League. Sorry, he got Champions League. Oh. But it's, it's a, it wasn't a smooth it wasn't a smooth ride it wasn't smooth oh, fair enough but when when you compare this LVG season to the Arteta season there's not too much far apart you know no, you lot finished one point ahead you got 70 points we got 69 points this season yeah. Yeah. we scored 61 goals this season you lot scored 62 goals that season mm-hmm. like there's the win percentage LVG out of all, all of these seasons that we're listing right now and ranking he had the lowest win, win percentage. So mm. there's not too much to put far apart from LV, that LVG season and the Arteta season. This is why I'm putting Klopp ahead of LVG because Klopp no, did a I, lot I, more. I put, Klopp, I put Klopp ahead of LVG as well. LVG second bottom. He's, a, he's only ahead of Arteta because of what I've said the whole podcast. Like Arteta was in the position where mm. top four was pretty much guaranteed and he fumbled it. And that's the only reason why uh, LVG is ahead of him because LVG did even though it wasn't smooth even though it was it was almost shot to shit he did get top four and yeah. the reason why Arteta you know what fair enough like I'd you know what yeah like I get what you're saying LVG stats are bad but it, it, it mad with the squad that we had as well but 
like I said, he 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 achieved what was what, what was planned. But, but yeah, it's you know what? It's not even that much. It's not even that much between them, if I'm honest with you. No, if I held on to fourth place, if I held on to fourth place, this season, this this ranking would have been a lot. It would have been higher. Yeah, if yeah. I held on to fourth place, I think he shoots up in in my eyes. I think yeah. it's just. But why does finishing position? Why does finishing position count? Because it's just the end goal. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you mean. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's mad because I'm I'm going off of like what I what I'm most like impressed with the season. Yeah, like. But I think we have to look at it as a whole as well. So now that the season's ended as well, so we can have that objective view of how the season actually went. And yeah, you can be impressed how, by how the season went, but at the end of the day, he didn't finish as as he should have finished. So, yeah. Yeah, but if, if LBG's expectation is to get top four and he's got top four, why is that impressive? Mm. Look... Mm. It's expect the, the way I judge it is start of season expectation with end of the season achievements uh, matched with you know certain factors of um, what has like the squad strength, transfer policy, transfer window, how much money is spent, etc. Uh, the reason why Arteta is last year one more time is because even mm. he wasn't expected to be in top four, he was in a position where top four was pretty much guaranteed. I said earlier. All he needed was four points, and he didn't get four points from three uh-huh. games. That's nuts. That's like that's capitulation. If that's Tottenham Hotspur, you're laughing about it. So why mm, is yep. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. So, like, yeah, he wasn't expected to get top four, but he was in a position where top four was his, and he lost it. LVG was in a position where at the start of the season he was supposed to get top four, and he did it. Even though this, even though the ride wasn't smooth, he did it. Klopp was opposite. wasn't expected to get top four. And got top four and got top four quite comfortably. So he has to be up there. That's Same with the others. Do you know what I mean? The other two. Arsenal like, has it in their hands. Arsenal yeah. has it in their hands. Yeah. Like if you look at the Premier League table when there was like um, 10 games left with all these games in hand, Spurs were like way below. United oh, were further gosh. up. Um, West Ham were further up. Arsenal had these games in hand and they were solid fourth as well. And you, um, consider, but, uh, and you consider that Spurs' season didn't even start to like November. Literally. Kane didn't get started until around the same time. Like it's yeah, I just think that's the Conte Conte in like December. Was it December or January? When Conte was just like when he almost walked away from the Spurs team, they lost who they lose to, and he was just like, I can't do this. In the conference league. Conference, yeah. And he was just like, I can't do it. You don't say he was gonna resign. And you're telling me mm. that team still finish above you in the league. You you can't be, I'd say it has to be last. Well, place. when you have Harry Kane and, and Huming Son, like how do what do you expect, bro? Because Tottenham's team ain't much better than us. Even Tottenham, yeah, bro. Don't let Tottenham finishing above us seem like a big success, bro. Because it was all shit. We all, it was just literally like uh, it's a big uh, success because they shouldn't have it is a big success there. because they should have it wasn't they should have in Spurs' hands, it wasn't in Spurs' hands. It was in your hands. That's what we're trying to understand. Arsenal no, was in Arsenal. Literally. And Arsenal lost it. You, it, it fumbled. It's like if Everton, right? If Everton got relegated, it's a mad thing because it was in Everton's hands. All Everton had to do was win one win. game. Lampard had to go there and win one game for Everton to stay up. And they did it. So if Everton got relegated and Leeds and Burnley stayed up, it's mad because it's like you fumbled the bag big time. Do you know what I mean? Like them man needed you to, 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 to Tottenham needed you to fuck up. And you did. 
<laughs> That's why it's a mad thing for them. Tottenham lost to you, bro. Five times we've effed up. <laughs> Tottenham lost for us back in like November, bro. October, bro. What? Ah, anywho. Nah, that's yes. mad. Nah, but it's <laughs> even like the Southampton game and that. Like, oh, I just think Arsenal. Bro, I'm well, not gonna. I'm not saying we didn't fumble. At the bro. Start I'm not saying we didn't fumble. Bro. The bright. It's not like the Brighton game was a disgrace. I'm sorry, the, the, but, bro. You lot are. You lot are glorifying Tottenham off of our downfall, bro. No, no, no. no, no I don't care about you are, you are, you are, bro. You are because, bro. Tottenham wouldn't have, like you said, Tottenham wouldn't have finished top four if we didn't fumble, yeah, bro. But, bro, the reason why Tottenham were able to get themselves into, into a position where they were able to take over in top four, bro, is because, bro, they won, they made signings in January, which were important signings. Benton Court and Kulusevski are two big signings that have helped them get over the line, yeah, bro. Hey, everyone had the same signings. January, do you know what I mean? I understand that, bro. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. As well as the fact that they've got two... Top goal scorers in the league, bro. Son, need to understand who, son, that. Wait, one sec, bro. One sec, son, who's ha- gone into the into the form of his life currently and got um joint, joint golden boot now. Joint golden boot. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you got joint golden boot and you got Harry Kane, who's the most sought after player in the Premier League, basically. Yeah, if not one of. Do you get what I'm saying, bro? Bro, if you've got that, you've got the manager that's in this list as well. Yeah, who's num- who's been rated number one in this list, bro. Like, bro, how can you how can you then like it, it doesn't add up to me. It doesn't add up. Bro, right. when, when Conte took over my United and Ole got sacked, right? There was a Conte position, took over United? When Conte took over Tottenham, sorry, and Ole got sacked, there was a position in the Premier League table where my United were third or fourth in the table. Mm. We finished sixth. This is like me trying to say, oh, yeah, well, this is, this, is, this is guaranteed because Tottenham, you know, Tottenham have a better team than my United, therefore, it's, nah, bro. No, but they, don't, they don't have a better team than you, though. It's irrelevant anyway because we were my United fumbled the bag. Like we should have got top four this season, but we didn't because we were terrible. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like we were in a position, Man United and, and Arsenal but were, were terrible. Too, but this is what I'm trying to show you. No, I'm not trying to tell you this. I'm trying to tell you something that Man United and Arsenal were both above Tottenham Hotspur, and we both let them get top four. No yeah. one else. No one yeah. else. But that's not off, that's not off of Tottenham. That's not necessarily off of Tottenham being um much better than either team, bro. Exactly. So Arsenal fumbled the bag. The manager of Arsenal is Arteta. So he yeah. has to take some accountability for that. There you go. I, I didn't say he doesn't though. That's Don't what deal. that's what's mad. I didn't say he doesn't. I didn't say he doesn't take accountability for that, bro. But that's part of the reason why. But if Arsenal were like you know sixth all season, fifth all season, and it just stays like that, then fair enough. We wouldn't even be having this debate in it. But Arsenal got to that position, showed everyone that yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about, oh, we gave City a great 45 minutes and blah, blah. Like, so clearly <laughs> Arsenal can play. Arsenal can yeah. play. Go up against these big teams and do whatever. So you lot got yourself into that position. So that's mm. now raising expectations because you're not as bad as everyone thinks you are. That's like saying, you know, West Ham, just because they're West Ham, should be happy with a 10th place finish. Now West Ham are good enough to be challenging for the European spots. So you raise the expectations. And I feel like mm. that's what we've done with Arteta. And as a result, maybe he's sort of a victim of his own success this season anyway, where the expectations were raised. And now Arsenal expected to be in this position where they finish with Champions League football because of what they've done for the past 28 games. And then 10 games left, you fumble it. it that's the reason why Arsenal are last for me personally, because it's in your hands. 
and you you couldn't see it through. And you know, with these game in hands as well, we win these games in hand. We had two points on we no, we had two games in hand on Chelsea, especially. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're challenging for third. We win the I two. If we fan, win two of the three games that we lost against Southampton Palace and Brighton, we're, we're, on, Chelsea. we're on Chelsea's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust, trust, trust. We're, so we're five points behind them. Literally. And we were at that point, we were six points ahead of Tottenham. They weren't even in the picture. So the way we fumbled, that's there's that's I've got no words. That's it, really. Hey, anyway, just to wrap gonna... up the show. Anyway, yeah, all this literally. might be forgiven because um, there's just been a tweet from the UEFA was it committee board or something like that um, that the FA need to nominate clubs for the Champions League at the start of the oh, next week. Chelsea still have the major hurdles to overcome to get an owner in before then. If the deadline isn't met, Arsenal get Chelsea spot in the UCL. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> hey, what? Send me the link. Send me the link. Run it. Run it. Run it right now. Run it right now. When we can outside. Austin, I'm going to come and laugh at you lot as well. Yeah? <laughs> That's what we Because we'll get a new owner probably by the end of next week. And then it's a different story. But. We're going to leave it there. Time's ticking, my friend. Time's ticking. Wrap Time up. Is ticking. Thank you, lads, for jumping on, though. This this has been a really good one. Um, really interesting one. Nice nice clash of opinions here. Um, thank you to the listeners for making it this far as well. Uh, we want to know your thoughts. Like, Where do you rank all these managers and why? You know, we had a little debate about whether it was Conte or Ranieri first. We've had this whole Arteta sort of debate and where um Arsenal ranking this like please let us know your thoughts listeners um we are ballers corner gray thank you for jumping on much appreciated bro and you're welcome no problem, no problem bro um, it's good to be back you can find us on all social media platforms at ballers corner b a double l r s corner We're on tiktok now We're on tiktok now so make sure you're following ballers corner on the tiktok too Get me you, more. You don't want to see my goals on pro clubs. It's all crazy. But Get me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for jumping on, making this a really interesting pod. And yeah, guys, have a have a good night. Unlucky to you, Arsenal fans. <laughs> and just before everyone taps out, you need to remember again: progression of football, football not linear. There you go. But, I keep on. telling you, write it down, tattoo it on your skin. You know, make it into make it a rap lyric. You know, put it on the front of your door, uh, put it in your bag, in your diary at work, put it on your screensaver, tell your girlfriend, tell your mum, tell your priest, tell everybody football is not linear. Can you really step with gang?